Um, I wanted to ask you, so what does yeah. Heshvan have to do with the Mashiach, like in the, in the, like the process of Mashiach? So you say that this month has a lot to do with it. Yes. You want to know how? Yeah, I want to know what, how, what, uh, you know, I want to know about it. Since it's Rosh Chodesh, you know? Uh, yes, today, yeah. Okay, let me tell you. Here's the way it goes, okay? <clears throat> um, in order to understand what does Cheshvan have to do with it, you have to understand the most significant event of Cheshvan. Cheshvan, Yud Cheshvan, the 18th day of Cheshvan, which, by the way, is two days after the elections, November 5th, okay? The Mabo happened. The Mabo. The flood. So the flood happened in this month. And that's a very important idea. What exactly was the flood? You know. The and the idea to the... What was that? You taught us that it was a messianic light in a physical yes. form. That's right. The flood is a messianic light in a physical form uh, that should have come down as a messianic light. However, since mankind sinned, terribly, the, the messianic light was changed to a physical analog representation called water. So the amount of water that came down really should have been the messianic light, the same quantity. And what that did is it destroyed the world. So really what destroyed the world is the messianic light. You see, and, and that's a very important idea. So that's what should have come down, is the messianic light. Um, in any case, now, in terms of that, in terms of the messianic light, really, the messianic light, not as the flood, but as the messianic light itself, should have come down seven days earlier. <clears throat> Yud Aleph Cheshvon. Now, Yud Aleph Cheshvon, the Messianic light should have come down as the Messianic light. Who, uh, instead, the Messianic light was changed to water. So then the question is, why didn't the flood start on Yud Aleph Cheshvon? And the answer to that is because Mesushelach died on the 11th day of Cheshvon. So God did not want to interrupt the, uh, the uh, Shiva of Mr. Shalach, who was a tremendous tzaddik. So God waited seven days. So from 11 to 18, it's seven days. And that ended the Shiva, the mourning of Mr. Shalach. And then God brought the uh, Messianic light in the form of a flood. You see. <clears throat> so really, the 11th day of Cheshvan is a Messianic day which is a very important concept. That means the 11th day of Cheshvan has something to do with the descent of the Messianic light, which did not come down as light, but as water, and it came down seven days later, <clears throat> you see. Now, what is interesting is that is also the yacht side of Rochni Meinu. She died on the 11th day of Cheshvan. That's her yacht side, you see. So she dies on the very day 
<clears throat> on the very day of the messianic light that should have come down. Why? Because Rachel really is the mother of Yosef. So as such, she is involved in the messianic light, you see, and in the redemption itself. In fact, she's the one who's responsible for the redemption of the Jewish people because we know that she died on that day uh, and therefore Yaakov had to bury her, not in Hebron, you know, the Mora Samach Instead, what he did is he buried her right on the way why? Because in the future, thousand years later, whatever, then the Jewish people on their way to Babylon, because they, Nebuchadnezzar had destroyed the Beis HaMikdash, and he was now going to exile them, and the Babylonians, what they used to do, is they used to spread the people, or remove the people from their normal home, and bring them to another place, so it was very difficult for them to be organized and make a war or rebellion. In any case, the Jews passed by the Kever at that moment, and they prayed at the gravesite of Rochel Imenu. And Rochel Imenu was able to reverse the decree that the Jews would not be redeemed at all until the Messianic era, which of course would have been terrible. That means they would not have been able to come back to Israel and build the Beit HaMikdash, you see. So what happened was, is the Jews prayed at her grave, and as a result of that, the decree was overturned, you see, and therefore it was decreed that the Jews should only be in exile for 70 years, and not the thousands of years that could have happened, <clears throat> that could have happened had the Jews not prayed at her gravesite. So this is what happened. So to indicate, you see, to indicate that the redemption occurred, at least in the sense that the Jews were not exiled to Babylon and that exile would last for thousands of years, whatever. Therefore, to indicate the concept of Gula, Gula, redemption, she died on the 11th day of Hezron. It's not only because Yaakov Avinu was on his way to Hebron you know, and, uh, or whatever, and therefore it just happened to be that that's where they were located. No. She died, especially on that day, to tell everybody that her death represents a, a, a gaula, a, a redemption, you see. So she dies on that day. Therefore, what's interesting about all this is therefore that is Cheshun becomes a month of redemption. In fact, that's one of the reasons why we call it Mar Cheshvan. Mar means bitter, because Cheshvan is the only, as I mentioned, is the only month in the year that has no semblance of any Jewish uh, uh, holiday or time period. There's no fast day here. There's no holidays. There's nothing. The only month out of the year. And, and the reason for that is that in some way Cheshvan represents the ultimate Kaula which is really very interesting. And that day when the Gula will happen, which, by the way, we are now in. So this, is an inc this month is an incredible time for the redemption itself. You see. So be when that will happen, 
That means the Geula basically will start in Cheshvan. It won't start in the sense that people will know it started. You know, it's the, 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 the fi- finalization of the redemption will be in Nisan. As it says, that they were redeemed from Egypt in Nisan. And in the future, a seed in the Goyal, a Tidin the Goyal, they will again be redeemed. But that's the redemption itself. But a redemption has to start. The beginning of the process of redemption has to start sometime. So the amazing thing is that the redemption will begin in Cheshvan. And therefore, since anyway, when the, when the redemption begins, whatever day it begins, and it may begin, by the way, Yudal of Cheshvan, that day will be so great that even though Cheshvan doesn't have any other uh, you know, holiday or time period that's, that is sacred in any way, that day will be so great and be so celebrated and commemorated that the whole, that that is enough for that month, uh, that, that will in, incredibly create the holiness of that month. <clears throat> you see, so Yudal of Cheshvan, which is the day that Rokhali Menu died, that is the day of redemption, you see. And that is a day that the flood should have come down, and that is a day, right, that the flood, which was a representation of the, the uh, tumor, the clipper. So what destroyed the world was the Orishan, which is, when you think about it, astounding, you see. And therefore, the Orishan itself should have come down on Yud al And therefore, Yud al would have been the beginning of redemption. Had the world not sinned, and therefore the world was not, uh, you know, the verdict wouldn't have been that the world has to be destroyed, then instead of the Orishan coming down uh, as, a, as water to destroy the earth, right, it would have come down as ore, as an incredible messianic light, you see. And that would have been the redemption. Because what the Russian wanted, you know, this happened, you know, after ten generations of Adam, there was Noah. So what God wanted is that this uh, redemption this Orishan, Messianic light, should come down in Yudal Cheshvan, right? After 10 generations, because that's when it happened, and as a result of that, all the 10 Sfirot were rectified, you see. And that's really what should have happened. But obviously it didn't. But that day remains Yudal Cheshvan as a day when the Orishan will begin to descend. And what that means is that it's very likely we are coming up, by the way, to Yud Aleph Cheshvan, which will be Tuesday, November 3rd, and Yud Aleph Cheshvan is Thursday, two days after the election day, which means that Yud Aleph Cheshvan starts Wednesday night, you see, which is literally only a day after the election. Oh, we read so never... the 11th is the 28th. The eleventh day of Cheshvan. Yeah, is on. Oh, you, oh, I'm sorry. You're right. It's the it's the Thursday before. You're right. Oh, I'm thinking of something else. Uh, 
That's what I'm thinking about. You know, you, you know what the Thursday after election day is? That's the fifth, the November 18th, the day that the flood stopped. That that it started exactly. Started. It started. Yeah, November 18th. What what's that? There was that November 5th is the 18th of Cheshvan, and that is the day it actually started. You see, so in a certain sense, it happened on that day. You see, but the Thursday before which is Yud Aleph Cheshvan, right? That is a day that is the, uh, a, a day of the Messianic light, you know, which is uh, really incredible, you know. By the way, I would just share with you something, that uh, my birthday is Yud Aleph Cheshvan. No way! Oh, God! Wow! Yeah. Yes, I was born on the 11th day of Cheshvan quite a while ago. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah, I thought I would share that with you, you know. But, uh, yeah. So, who knows? What was that? So, what are you doing for your birthday? I think you're just going to be celebrating the Messianic light. Yes. Maybe. Who knows? Wouldn't that be fabulous? It would. Amazing. Should we do the class Wednesday and talk about this? That's for next week for Rachel Imenu. Do it in her memory. They doing it on Wednesday night, Messianic light. Oh, you mean the mes- Wednesday night? You mean okay? You mean the? You mean on Yud Al Cheshvan itself? Yeah, but I don't know. He doesn't want to give a class on his birthday. His birthday has he? Well, well, whatever. <laughs> you know, <clears throat> but um, I mean, okay. if you'd like to give a a a. a, a, a Okay, actually, it would be a birthday class. You know, it's interesting. <laughs> you can all get blessings. Rabbi, you can give us all blessings on your birthday. That's right. I could. That's true. Give everybody a bracha. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, for blessing. sure. You know what? That's the, oh, for sure. To do it, we have to do it for real. sure. Yeah. We need your blessing, Rabbi. Okay. What's interesting is that my English birthday is November 9th. November 9th, that's when it happened in the year I was born. And November 9th is a very interesting date because that's the day of Kristallnacht. That's when they destroyed 1,500 shuls. Uh, 1,500 shuls, yeah. By the way, Yudal of Cheshvan is also very interesting uh, for several reasons, since I'm talking about it. Yudal of Cheshvan... On October 22nd, 1942, during World War II, right, there was a very famous battle. It's called the Battle of El El Alamein. And that El 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 Alamein. It's in Egypt. And why is that battle famous? What was the battle? There was a general called Rommel, very famous German uh, general, who's, who's a brilliant tactician. He's one of the greatest uh, strategists. But anyway, he was going to go to war. Uh, he, uh, during during the uh, World War II, he was going to try to take over Israel. Okay? Israel. And um, obviously to capture all the Jews and get them all killed. You see. And that battle, El Alamein, he fought. Uh, he fought in Egypt. 
In other words, what happened is the German landed in Morocco, and they crossed over northern Africa, North Africa, and they went, of course, eastward toward Israel, right? And at El Alamein, which is in Egypt, it's on the western part of Egypt, Montgomery, who was the general of uh, the British, he was in charge of the Allied forces at that time, and he stopped uh, Rommel at El Alamein, and they fought a battle. And Rommel lost, and the reason why he lost, which is a Ness, because Rommel was a much greater general than uh, Montgomery, the reason why he lost was that his wife was not feeling well, so he actually had to go back to Germany. So he was missing. It's amazing how God arranged it, that he should not be there at the Battle of El Alamein, you see. So he wasn't there, and Rommel won. And the reason why that battle is so famous is not is for several reasons. One, is that it stopped the German advance toward Israel. So it saved Israel from slaughter by the Germans. It was Nisim. That's the first idea. The second idea, which is very, very interesting, is that El Alamein was the last battle that from then and on, throughout the entire war, the Germans never won a battle after that. They kept losing over and over again. So when you think about that, October 22nd, 1942, so the Battle of El Alamein was considered the turning point of World War II. It's when the Germans, now we're going to lose every single battle from then on. You see? Every single battle from then on. And uh, that is considered by historians to be the turning point of the war, which was amazing. You see? Now, if you ask yourself, okay, what was the Hebrew date of October 22nd, 1942? The Hebrew date of that English date. Remember, Israel was saved, and the second thing is that from then on, the Germans lost battle after battle. So that is considered the turning point of the war. Can you guess what the Hebrew date was of that English date? Do you know what the answer is? What? Your birthday. Yud Aleph Cheshvan. Yes. That was the 11th day of Cheshvan. The Battle of El Alamein, which is Rochel Imenu's Yotzeit. So she saved, right? She saved the Jewish people again, which is amazing. Because on her, on her Yotzeit, Yudal of Cheshvan, the beginning of World War II was beginning to end. And that's when the Jews of Eretz Israel were saved. You see. Isn't that amazing? Now, on October, on October 18th, 1946, this was after World War II, the, uh, the uh, trials of Nuremberg, if you remember what that was, that was when America and the rest of Europe were now going to try in court all the Germans 
that committed these atrocities. They're called the Nuremberg Trials, very famous. And the Nuremberg Trials started on uh, October 18, 1946. That was the day of judgment for the Nazis. And they were going to be tried, many of them were hung, and so on. What was the Hebrew date of October 18th, 1942? The answer is 1946, Yud Aleph Hezron. Again, <clears throat> right? Yud Aleph Hezron. That was the day that the Germans, the Nazis, were now going to be tried by the West for their crimes, and many of them would be killed. Right? So that's the second time that Rochel Imenu saved everybody. You see. And I'm going to tell you one more thing. Okay? On October on, on November ninth, which was my birth which is my birthday English, right? Nineteen eighty nine. On November ninth, nineteen eighty nine the Berlin Wall collapsed. And that was the beginning of the end of communism. So the Berlin Wall which separated East Berlin from West Berlin, and East Berlin was a communist country, and the Berlin Wall was a wall that ran down the middle of Berlin, and part, half of it was the capital of East Berlin, which was communist, and the other part was West Berlin, which was, a, which was the capital of Germany, right? And that wall separated East and West Germany. And that was the symbol of communism against the West. And that wall collapsed, which means it was pulled down. There was a whole series of political events where the German people of the East, Berlin, rebelled. And they actually threw, they actually rebelled against East, East, the East German Nazis, uh, communists. And the wall was pulled down on November 9th, 1989. And I remember then that the whole world is in shock because nobody expected it. And that was the beginning of the end of communism. Because once the Berlin Wall collapsed, and then East Berlin collapsed, right? So that was the beginning of the unraveling of Russia. Got it? Now, what was the Hebrew date of November 9th, 1989? And the answer is Yud Aleph Hezron. Now, the amazing thing is that that, that was one of the few days that my birthday, November 9th, 1989, exactly coincided with my Hebrew birthday, Yud Aleph Cheshvan. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. And it coincided yeah. on Crystal Nacht also. Yes, in 1938, November 9th was Crystal Nacht, but that was not Yud Aleph Cheshvan. I'm giving you the times that November 9th, that uh, Yud Aleph Cheshvan coincided with significant events. Now, Yud Aleph Cheshvan doesn't always fall out on November 9th, obviously. Obviously, when I was born, that's exactly when it fell out. But it fell out exactly when the beginning of communism ended. 
which is November 9th, 1989, that day coincided with Yud Aleph Chesron, and that's the day that that was the beginning of the end of communism. So even if you put away November 9th, the fact that the beginning of the end of communism again happened on the Yod site of Rochelimeinu, there you are. So her Yod site is again Rochelimeinu trying to save the Jewish people. Isn't that amazing? Three times Yod Al of Hezron, right, happened. The Battle of El Alamein, the Nuremberg trials for the Nazis, and the beginning of the fall of communism happens on 1989. And you have to realize this is the beginning of the end of communism. I mean, communism is a dictatorship, a totalitarian regime that dominated the entire world. You know, it is the incredible evil of the world. And that actually began to collapse on Yud Aleph Hezron. You see? And I remember the world was stunned by the whole thing, you see. So uh, th- th- this whole concept of Yud Aleph Chesron is a very, very important idea, okay? <clears throat> now, I will tell you a very fascinating story, <clears throat> okay? Um, one more thing, in 1995... Rabin was assassinated. Do you remember that? Yes, Israel. Yeah, it was. I think it was November fifth. Okay, November fifth. Uh, Rabin was assassinated by whoever the guy was, you know, and so on. And uh, you know, first time an Israeli prime minister was assassinated. Now, what is interesting about that? Okay, is uh, is uh, he wanted to move the Kever Rochel away from that gravesite, which was terrible. So the rabbis went to meet with him. You know, the rabbi. Actually, what he did is he wanted to give over Bethlehem, where she's buried, Bethlehem. That's where Kever Rochel is. He wanted to give it back to the Arabs, which was incredible. How could you do that? That's that's the second holiest site in the entire Jewish world. The first is the Kaisel. Actually, the right. Well, actually, the second is the, is the Mor Samach Pela, Hebron, and the third holiest site is Kevarochel, right? So he actually wanted to give back Bethlehem, Beis Lechem, uh, right? Kevarochel. He's going to give back to the Arabs. So an entire you know group of Rabbonim came to see him, right? And they said, how could you do this? This is one of the great places, historical, you know, religious sites of the Jewish people. I mean, there are tens of thousands of people that go to her gravesite on Yud Aleph Cheshwin. That's what happens. And that's what's going to happen this year. So you know what Rabin said? Incredible. So Rabin said, well, if they want her so much, because remember, he was going to give that land back, Bethlehem, to the Arabs, and therefore they would get Kevarochel. And obviously, if they would get it, they would prevent Jews from going there. So he said, so here's what he said. Well, if they want her so much, if it's so important to Jews, 
then move her grave into Israel. Would you believe this? He said, then move her grave, which is incredible. In the Torah, it says that she is buried until this very day. Even the Torah testifies that she was buried on the way to Beis Lechem, right? And she was buried there. And the Torah says that this is her gravesite until this very day. And this guy has the unbelievable, unmitigated chutzpah to say to move her somewhere else. That's incredible, isn't it? What, this, what, what Rabin really was. But in any case, so on, I think it was November 5th, 1995, right? He was assassinated, killed. Do you know what the Hebrew date of November 5th was? I think it was a, actually it was a really Saturday night, I think. Yeah, he was, he was assassinated, I think, on Shabbos. But whatever it was, whatever the English date was, do you know what the Hebrew date was that he was killed, assassinated? And the answer is Yud Cheshvan, correct. He died on Rochel Imena's Yotzite. But what does that tell you? Don't start up with Rochel. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. He died on her Yotzite. Yeah. Because he had the goal to want to move her? It's unheard of. Imagine a moving a religious site, you know, because he wants to give it back to the Arabs. I mean, that just shows you what type of people the era of Rav are. But it didn't help him. So he died on that. He was assassinated on that very day, you see, of Yur al Amazing. So there are four, at least four things that happened on her yurt side. All of them having to do with either Amalek, that's what Germany is, right? And, of course, the heir of Rav, he was assassinated, and the judgment of Amalek, which is the Nuremberg Trials. Now, you may ask, well, why do these things happen? And the answer is because B'nai Rochel, right? Rochel had Yosef HaTzadik, who is the Mashiach ben Yosef, the forerunner. And the job of Mashiach ben Yosef is to war against Amalek, is to war against the enemies of Israel. That is why Rochel Imenu is very prominent in the salvation of Jews, in the rescue of Jews throughout history. I'm merely giving you four times that these pivotal events happened on her side. You see, <clears throat> because she is, Yosef HaTzadik, obviously his mother was Rochel, because the concept of Rochel, like it says in Yemiyohu, I think it's Laman Aleph, Rochel Mavako Alboneho, Rochel cries for her children, you see, and God says to her, you know, wipe away your tears because I will bring them back. And it says, Rochel Mavako Alboneho, that she cries for her children. So what's amazing is that she identifies the entire Jewish nation as the children of Rochel. You see, so the secret of Rochel Imenu is that she has the power to bring the Geula. 
to bring the redemption. And her date of, of her Yotzai, which is Yodan of Cheshvan, right, was the day that she had to die in order for the Jews to be saved from Babylonian exile. <clears throat> you see? So, in a certain sense, this is what answers your question. Cheshvan is the day of, is the month of redemption. And she died in the 11th day of that. It's almost like the first 10 days of Cheshvan is a tikkun for all the 10 spheres. And therefore, on the 11th day, you can have the gula. Because once the 10 sfirot are rectified, have a tikkun, then the next day, the 11th day, that is a redemption. You see? But there's no question that the month of Cheshvan is a day of redemption. And what is interesting is, well, what's going to happen next week? And next week is Yural of Cheshvan on Thursday, you know? All of the Democrats. Yeah. Who knows? But wouldn't that be something? If something incredibly significant happens on that day, and that is day is a day also that I believe is mesugal propitious for the Mashiach or the messianic light to begin. What is that? It's word? called the messianic process. What was that? What is that word that you just said? Mesuahu. Say that again. What is the word you just said in Hebrew? Mesugal. Uh, what does that mean? The propitious it means it's appropriate. It's an English word. Propitious means it's mesugal. It is appropriate for something to happen. So okay. Yural of Cheshvan is mesugal. So, you ever hear the word segula? Yeah. Yeah, that's what a segula is. A segula means that if you have this, then it makes you a candidate, propitious to receive great things. So the time period of Yud Aleph Cheshvan, like I say, uh, is Mesugal, 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 whatever, propitious to, for the redemption to start, you see. <clears throat> and that's a very important idea. And by the way, that is why Rochli Menu is celebrated. Her, her, her Yotzai is commemorated. Why? Because Klai Yisrael, the Jewish people, automatically know that she is in many ways a tremendous force to bring the redemption. Therefore, you will have tens of thousands of people who will gather at her yurt site. You see. And this is what's going to uh, uh, happen next week, Thursday. You know, especially with the, the COVID going on in Israel, and the, the air of Rav, they have no idea what they're doing. You know, they're locking down everybody, and there's a tremendous amount of, you know, a sin or hatred against the Haredim. I mean, what is going on in Israel is just beyond belief. It's chaos. It's complete turmoil, what's going on in Israel. And by the way, this is all part of the redemption, which I had mentioned uh, in, the, in the Shia, which I gave uh, Wednesday night. It's all part of the darkness. It's all part of the windows shutting, you see. So I'm sure there are going to be tens and tens of thousands of people 
especially with the terrible crisis in Israel, who are going to go to Hakever, right, on next Thursday, to be Mespalel, that she should intercede with God to try to start the Messianic process. And you never know. It may just happen. That would be an incredible event if it happened. You know. Rabbi? Um, yes. It could, so from what we learned before, could that be the beginning of the Pekida? Like the word you yes. use, Pekida? Yes, could be. <clears throat> yes. You know, it could be. Well, anyway, we are facing, on November 3rd, a tremendous fork in the road. Yeah, tremendous. If Biden wins, like I said, he will destroy America, slowly. But it's not just America, since the man is an obvious crook. He will cater to many evil nations. He will restore Iran, the oil, and so on, the economy of Iran. He will make friends with communist China, right, that will tremendously grow to be evil. I mean, uh, nations of the world are licking their chops, as they say in English, for him to win. Because America, in the end, America, which is the Tershabesav, is the only one that can stop evil in the world. Because many people want to do evil, dictators and so on, tyrants. But they don't because they know that America is going to come after them. Because they see what's happening to Iran. I mean, America is, is making Iran go bankrupt. So they see what happens. So it's sort of like there's a policeman on the beat, you see. So therefore, that stops a great deal of evil from happening because of America. But what happens if there's a senile, demented person who can easily be bought off because he's been being, he's, he has been bought off <clears throat> for 30 years? This, is a, this guy is an open crook and his whole family, which is astounding. So of course he can be bought off. You see, so then there goes the policeman on the on the beat. Who's going to guard the world? You see, but that's what it means is that the world will go under. You see, first of all, the economy is going to do terrible under uh, under Biden and so on. <clears throat> and since America consumes 25 percent of the world's goods and services, that will that will initiate tremendous recession or even depression besides the fact that <clears throat> everybody's tax rate is going to skyrocket because this Michigana wants to tax everybody to support his communist agenda socialism you know and so on we're not even going through the whole this crazy agenda but the big thing is that this November 3rd you know um which, I, like I said, you know, is during the period of time between Yudal of Hezron, which is Thursday, and then the following Thursday, which is 18th. So, remember, during that period of time, that's when the marble, the Orishan, should have come down. Instead, it was the flood on the 18th, you see. So, therefore, that weak time period, really, is the time period of the Geula, or the destruction of the planet. 
It's one or the other. And that's what's coming up. Going for the Geula, Rabbi. What was that? I said we're going for the Geula, Rabbi. Yes. But yeah. my feeling is, is that on the contrary, you know, that Biden will lose. And we already see that. God has already initiated the wheels to destroy Biden and to destroy the Democratic Party. So this is a very good sign that this came out now, you see. Uh, <clears throat> and, and, and as a result of that, hopefully this will stop Biden and Trump will win again. And what, he, what will happen then is I believe he will be unleashed. Means he's going to go after all these crooks and criminals and thugs, all of them, all these people. And I think he's going to go over after them with the Department of Justice. He's going to clean up house. And since anyway he can't run again in four years, it doesn't make a difference. You know? And besides that, he's going to help the Jewish people tremendously. You see? So when he wins, it'll be tremendous for the Gaula. And I believe it will start in earnest. But listen, it may start this coming Thursday. Now, wouldn't that be something? Is, is, is Yud Aleph Becheshwan going to end up being a, ha- a day of a holiday? It will when it, after the Mashiach comes. Yes. Because um, Yud Aleph Cheshwan will be a day that the, the Messianic process will begin, really begin. And we'll feel it. I mean, we're going to see it, and we're going to see it um, play out in the world. That's going to be the sign. Well, there will be obviously some type of incredible event that will, in some way, mark the beginning. Whether that event will be public or private to an individual himself, that is basically unknown. But the key thing, whether it be public or private, that it should happen. You know? People could have personal miracles within their lives? Or it's yes. a, a big miracle yeah, that could on, be. on the grand scale? <laughs> well, you know, it, 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 that, there's no question that that can certainly happen. You know? But uh, this Yudal of Cheshvan this entire period of time between Thursday and Thursday, between the 11th day of Cheshvan and the 18th day of Cheshvan, is a, is a tremendous period of time coming up. And smack in the middle of this is the elections. Crazy. And those elections are, you know, they are, they are pivotal to the, the whole world. You know, so we're looking at here some incredible things that are going to happen. Either God is going to destroy America because of their terrible immorality. You heard what I said about Ginsburg? Mm-hmm. For those who watched this year? Yes. Yeah. She's a terrible person. And meanwhile, they're all worshipping her. And she lies in state when she did. She's the one that was in terrible liberal. She's the one that created an incredible amount of immorality for which the Rebunishlam destroyed the entire world. You see? So in that sense, she used her office 
to corrupt America. And I believe that's one of the reasons why America is at the brink of destruction. You see? Rabbi, what was that? Did you hear when um, Trump said this week that everything is from Hashem and that it's all in his hands? He said that? Yeah. Oh, you didn't hear that one. So, um, no, I didn't hear that. What was that? Andrew Cuomo got up and he was saying that, I want everybody to know the numbers are going down, not because of God. God has nothing to do with this. It's because of me. Then Donald he Trump said that? makes a speech, Andrew Cuomo, uh, Donald Trump gets up and he makes a speech and he said, wear a mask, don't wear a mask, everything's in the big boss's hand, and he pointed to Shemayim. Can you yeah, imagine one word about Hashem and the other one saying Hashem has nothing to do with it, it's him. Don, he uh, sounds like Nimrod and, and, and Paro. Donald, yes. Donald was saying how... You know, they might yeah. kill me that I'm talk that I'm saying this, but you know, it's all up to him. The big boss. The big boss, whatever he says, that's what's gonna happen. Who says that? Donald, Donald Trump. Trump. He was saying everything's in God's hands. He pointed Yeah, wow, that's that's boss. tremendous. That's a real expression of faith. Emuna. Yes. Whereas Cuomo, who's a murderer by the way, because he, he said, murdered Nothing to do with it. The guy's a murderer. He is. He, he murdered 11,000 senior citizens yep. by and sending people... Uh, any questions about it? Of course not. He's a murderer. And he Him? Killed, we don't know the number. Sure. We have no idea. Exactly. Do you know how many mothers, how many grandmothers were killed? How many grandfathers? Could you imagine how many people must have lost, you know, loved ones? Bubba's and Zayda's grandfathers and grand. Could you imagine they all died because of, of uh, Andrew Cuomo? It's unbelievable. This guy's an outright murderer. Of course he's going to deny it. Rabbi, you know, I of feel course. like he's uh, road who thought he was God. This guy has the same characteristic traits. And Paro too. Yes. Yeah. They all think they're gods. But he said you imagine a guy to... says, what did he say? It was me, not God? That's what he said. It has nothing to do with God. It's all me. It's, it's me, it's the science, and it's following the laws, the rules that we're putting in place. God has nothing to do with the numbers getting lower. There's no Incredible. faith, there's no God. Yeah, and this guy's the governor of New York State. Well, he already destroyed New York State. Anyway, it's a difference. I mean, New York City... Right, Manhattan is finished. It'll take years to come back. And then Brooklyn, and then you talk about New York State. So it's incredible that this type of and, arrogant and person. This past Saturday, uh, de Blasio allowed a huge march and, and rally for the black people. And they weren't wearing masks, and there were hundreds of people crowded at a concert. At a concert. Thousands of, of, of people, and that's okay. But when Jews are trying to okay. pray in a synagogue with masks on, that's an issue. Yeah. Listen, remember one thing, that, un that evil, as long as it exists, at the end of time, permission is given 
to it to dominate. It's like the last stage. It's given permission to dominate, to rule over everybody, and to be unbelievably successful. This is the problem. And that's what you're looking at. You're looking at, in many ways, the end of evil. But before it dies, it has tremendous permission to rule, to dominate everybody. That's who these guys are. That's what you see happening in America. The, the, the corporate world, which is filled with such incredible greed. You know, you're looking at the uh, media. You're looking at <clears throat> the tremendous radic- the left and the radical left. You're looking at all these, incre- you know, incre- the Antifa, the incredible evil people. <clears throat> Did you hear what I said? The difference between the left and the radical left is, do you remember? I said that the left are people that want to overthrow God. And the radical left are people that want to replace God. They want to be God. <clears throat> you see. And we have not the left. That anyway happens. But what we have now is the radical left that want to take over America. So what you're witnessing is a battle to the death. You are witnessing the battle between the Toiv Shebeisov, the good part of Esav, and the Ra Shebeisov, and the evil part of Esav. That's really what you're witnessing, is that, that eternal battle. And by the way, that is the battle of Goig Mogoig. I mentioned also that if you want to understand what goes on between Goig and Yaakov, watch the same idea what goes on between, you know, uh, the Trump supporters and the and the people who hate Trump, they hate Trump, and that's like going, you know, against the the good part. You see, because you are you are watching the battle of the end. That's what it is. That's why evil has such domination, because it's really the end. Their time is going to end. Once it ends, it's over, never to rise again. And all of these people. All of them, Cuomo, de Blasio, you know, all the, un, un, unfortunately, there are many Jews included in, the, in this group. You know, they will be severely punished. And many of them will die. They will never see the Mashiach, you see. And, but, but, and what we're waiting for is, is justice, that God will put his foot down and begin the process once that begins, then their time is over, you see. So that's really what you're looking at. The battle, ultimate battle, between the Toiv Shebeisov and the Rasha Beisov. And Biden, Harris, you see, and the left, all of these people, the radical left, Antifa, all these people, that is the terrible evil Shebeisov. That's what you're watching. And hopefully that's going to end. Maybe next week. Who knows? Cheshvan is a great candidate for the goal at the begin. The question is, which Cheshvan? That's all. But since we now see that there's an incredible pivotal event, November 3rd, it may be this week. Wouldn't that be incredible? Yeah, that would be absolutely incredible.
So, Rabbi, once, once this starts, what's the next um, stage? Like, once the ball starts rolling, what do we look for? Once the ball starts rolling, whatever the ball is, then you will watch a tremendous diminishment of evil and the rise of Kiddusha, holiness. I believe that the next period, like I said, the next period, first, like I mentioned, we are now involved in the rescue plan where God has to rescue the Jews and make them worthy of the Messianic era. Once that happens, you're going to watch, as I mentioned many times, the rehabilitation process. That means the Jews must be able to return to God and the Torah and holiness. How that's going to happen is unknown because that's going to require some incredible miracles and so on. But that's the next stage, you see, and that will begin very slowly. But it will begin. It's like the sun rising. You know, when the sun peaks above the horizon, then you see a little light, and then it begins to grow. And then the body of the sun rises, clears the horizon, and rises higher and higher. But it goes slowly. But in the end, you can't stop the sun from rising. Once it hits the horizon, then its movement is what's called inexorable. It must happen. No force on earth that can stop the sun from rising. Same thing. Once the day happens that the Bershom will choose, this day I will begin the gula, then nothing can stop it, and you will begin to see tremendous rehabilitation of the Jewish people. You see, and who knows? Maybe next week. Okay. I hope I've answered your question about Cheshvan. Rabbi, when I was in Israel the day uh, before Rabin was assassinated, I had to come back to New York because my brother was getting engaged. And um, I went to Keva Rachel, and I haven't been there for a while. And I remember going there, and you saw the sign Keva Rachel, and there was a street. When I got there, I'm like, where are we? There was a big, huge brick wall with soldiers. I'm like, why did you put the wall? They go, to protect you from getting shot at. I go, what do you mean? They go, oh, this is the land that Rabin get, gave back. And then I go, you know what? This is what he gave back. He deserves to die in less than 24 hours. He was dead. My God. That's interesting. That, Rabbi? Yeah, who knows? I, I, I didn't know your I, words are so powerful. I told it to the taxi. Raquel heard your prayers. I'm telling you. Yeah. And it was funny, Rabbi, because if I didn't go to my brother's engagement party, I was going to be thrown out of the hotel because all the diplomats and presidents came to the King David and yeah. they everybody out of the hotel, but I have to leave to make it home for Saturday night engagement party mm-hmm. with Stevie. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Hope it wasn't me that killed him. <laughs> no. I don't think so. They said your words, you have to be careful with every truth. Yeah, that's right, you know. Okay, so next week, Monday night, we will continue.
Thank you, Rabbi. Thank you, Rabbi. Okay. But I want to tell you, well, next week, not now, but I want to tell you a fascinating story that happened to me in Egypt, you know, on, uh, you know, and it has to do with Yudal of Khezron, you know. Okay. Spooky story. 